0: Yay! Good morning! <laughs> good morning! Good morning! Good morning! Welcome to the show, Coffee Time! the Green Terosian CPA. Good morning, guys! If you are returning to the show, welcome back! If you're new, give us a thumbs up or a hands up in the chat so we know you're new. <laughs> Go ahead and subscribe and like the channel or the page that you are watching us on. Make sure to click the the bell button so that you can get the alerts whenever we are scheduling to go live. Uh, By the way, we go live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. I am your host, Marie Dorosian. I'm a CFO, an Auditor, a Certified Public Accountant, and a Chartered Global Management Accountant. I use my proprietary and registered methodology, Valuation MT, to help a million-dollar businesses to 10x their profits. Um, I also have an e course to match that methodology for those who are still, you know, haven't reached that million. And you can find that program on uh, my uh, affiliate company, slash programs. I'm also a brand card licensee and soon a certified 10x coach. Um, <laughs> and I coach businesses uh, in sales, marketing, finance, and money mindset. Um, and you can find some of my um, uh, coaching plans on the profitlab.biz slash plan-pricing. I'm the author of a couple of books, The Complete Guide to Business Growth and The Business Owner's Guide to Operational Accounting. You, and there's other materials that I have uh, on, uh, you know, resources for you on the profitlab.biz slash shop. As usual, I am joined with my friend uh, and tax colleague, Pedro Gonzalez. Good morning.
1: Good morning. Good morning, good morning, everybody. Uh, Pedro Gonzalez CPA, your business and tax strategist, helping you with your uh, a topic uh, is a hot topic right now, which is taxation, <laughs> how to minimize our taxation, uh, improve your cash flow, and develop uh, exit strategies. Like I said, all of us are gonna exit. It's gonna depend how we're gonna exit. So uh, it's a good time right now, fourth quarter. It's a great time to start uh, doing some planning coaching yes. proving if you need uh, some push to meet certain goals uh, uh before the end of the calendar year now is a great time to do so we uh also have the the real estate investors tax guide uh, which is he, he, packed with uh, good information about how to you know topics that sometimes we overlook it's not you know i try to include some things in there that are not typically mentioned in the, you know I, i'm i will say probably even uh, a lot of the tax preparers are not aware of how to help you uh, minimize taxation when it comes to real estate.
0: Sounds good. Awesome, Pedro. Thank you so much for sharing all that. Um, so just to, before we start on today's topic, you know, we always review some of the topics we've covered before and in prior episodes. Um, we've talked about E2 investor visa and the required business plan um, and, fi- you know, financial projections. We also do that for business owners who are just starting their businesses or they're looking for, uh loans or they're looking for investors um we've talked about irs audits and financial audits inventory management which is you know one of a very exciting conversation uh building policies and procedures around inventory management it can get really exciting um sounds I sound like a little geeky here but it's okay (laughs) Uh, tax forms you know we've talked about that we've talked about partnerships uh partnership agreements uh, we've talked about ethical standards and tax and accounting, partnership sales. Uh, we've talked about real estate business and how to how to re- recession-proof your real estate business. Um, we've talked about factoring receivables. We talked about um, capital gains, messy books. And actually, last week, we talked about intercompany loans. We talked about uh, some of the tax due dates. And one of them coming up, October 15, is the next big one. Yes? Pedro? I'm sorry
1: October 15th is one of the next big ones yes October 15th yes sorry I I, I, I blanked out in here
0: <laughs> I, I thought you maybe my voice was gone I'm like oh my oh,
1: god no 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 it's, it, it was me it was me but okay. no October 15th <laughs> is coming in one thing I'm gonna ask is a uh, please do not wait until October 1st or October right. 7th to bring your tax information to your tax preparers. Uh, you know bring it as right. soon as possible. That gives you time uh, to also review, make corrections uh, before the actual time to push the button and send it to the IRS.
0: Yes, definitely. So I did want to mention that even though it's not the topic of the day, I did want to mention just kind of like giving it out like early on before, you know, don't wait. Um, the other thing that I also wanted to mention, it was uh, brought, brought to me because I partner with ADP on some other uh, work that we do is Um, They they mentioned that retirement plans, if you do not have one, but you qualify and you want to use retirement plans as tax shelter, the due date is October 1st to create the plan. Mm -hmm. You don't have to fund the plan. You just need to create the plan. So if you think you qualify or you want to use it, you know, reach out to us and we'll try to help. We will help you out. Not try. We will.
1: We will. Um, exactly. (laughs) We're not yet to try.
0: We will. We will definitely help you out. Uh, okay. So today's discussion is all about franchisee and licensee agreements. Okay. And how do you account for that? So, um, you know, the, the right, right now there's a, a, big, uh, a big, a big push, right? A big change happening in the marketplace where a lot of People are retiring and there's a lot of business it's changing hands right and portion of that is you know franchise being purchased um, from, from 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 others so today we wanted to focus on when you're purchasing a, a franchise from someone and when you take over the franchise what do you do how do you keep the books you know some portion of the stuff are just regular you know keeping the books and some portions are going to be very specific so with that Pedro being my guest um, you know, why don't you, you know, start the conversation there Now I'll jump in.
1: Sounds, sounds really good. So how about we start with some basics?
0: All right. Let's what,
1: what, what, what is an intangible?
0: What is an intangible? What is an
1: intangible? Let's start with that. So, you know, uh, the tangible is going to be something <laughs> obviously that lacks a physical, uh, uh, existence, you right. know, as opposed to, you know, a tangible asset like a real estate so duh you know what i mean i know you guys like uh but but that is let's start with the basics so because then from here we can build up to our actual the topic of conversation is going right. to be so uh and the uh intangible assets are kind of derive uh their uh value is from the rights uh and privileges that is granted to the company by using that intangible right and so there is, uh, in essence, uh, typically an intangible is going to be considered a long-term asset on the books of a company because usually it's going to be uh, providing services or value for over several years. Now, the and here's when we're going to start getting interesting. Is you know one is the valuation because it, it depends on how you acquire the, the intangible, purchase or or internally developed uh, uh, intangible. If it's purchased, it's going to be uh, as a general rule that it recorded at a cost. Uh, internally developed uh, a, as a general rule is expense except for if you have uh, some cost uh, uh, to to protect it to you know uh, like attorney's fees or something like that then th- those will be then capitalized now here's when it start getting again a little more interesting is that then the topic of uh, value we talk about the valuation then it becomes uh, the the classification you know because based on that is kind of how we're gonna determine how to either uh, expense that it capitalizes, and if it gets capitalized, uh, the amortization. Mm-hmm. And so if the intangible, intangible is usually going to have, as a general rule, a limited or indefinite useful life. So, and that's going to be based on, uh, in, in this case, I'm going to be more focused on on the, the topic of uh, franchise and licenses. Right. It, uh, it's going to be based on what the contractor stipulates, and that's going to define if it has a limited, or an indefinite useful life. Right. So uh, the and based on that, that's how you're going to then classify it. That's how you're going to determine if it's going to be amortized or not. Because if it has a, a limited life, then you amortize that over the life of the contract. Now, if it has an indefinite uh, useful life or it's not defined in the contract, you have to assume then that it's indefinite. If there's nothing indicating otherwise, then it's a perpetual... Right. Uh, Asset and in that case is not amortized. You carry down on your books as a long-term asset uh, and not amortized.
0: Right. And I think what 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 will define that is also like the intention. And if there's the right. renewal fee that is not prohibitive, like it's not this massive renewal right. fee, right. and your intention as a owner of that license or you know is to to renew it every year. So the intention right. is to keep it. Then it's gonna be on the books as your intangible
1: asset forever and ever. Yeah, and, and that's a good good point, uh, especially when you have, uh, again, staying focused on the topic of franchises and, and licensing, mm-hmm. yes. is that you're going to have an initial investment and then you're going to see uh, and most of them will have annual renewal to maintain that, that, that right. Now, the annual renewal as a general rule is expense as a general rule, because usually it's, it's, it's considered uh, minor in comparison to your initial investment, is simply an ex- is to allow you to continue the, 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 uh, uh, the continued use. Uh, and sometimes it's just a, a minor uh, investment. In those cases, those, those will be expensed. The, the initial investment is what becomes interesting because, again, uh, depending on the contract, do you expense? And I know for, for purposes of the, um, how you carry this on your books, it's gonna be uh, how you gonna deduct this because again we're gonna discuss in a moment uh, the taxation because that's uh, in the end also the impact on how this is gonna be looked at for for tax purposes.
0: Right, right, definitely. So when someone, for example, they purchase, so because I wanna try to put it in a some kind of an example so people start imagining and visualizing because I think it's the easiest way for 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 yeah. them to understand. So let's say someone purchased a franchise for fifty thousand dollars but that's the initial fee Uh, but they're going to pay you know the fee let's say over you know five installments Mm -hmm. (laughs) so they should you know record this you know every time they pay it they put it towards the intangible asset correct right so and then you guys what you're going to do is that amortize it you know come up with the amortization of like how long for example, Pedro, it's, I think it's about if let's say if they're able to amortize it. Is it fifteen years?
1: Well, if we're talking about tax, yes, uh, the IRS has defined uh, or assigned a fifteen-year life for those again uh, that are considered to be an intangible asset. Now, when we're discussing about your financial statements. That's going to be based on the contract. The contract. Exactly. <laughs> That's why it's important because I know some people are looking at you know oh but my my tax preparer said fifteen years, right. But if your contract is an indefinite or is not stipulating a, a specific uh, end of your or your rights, then you have a perpetual uh, intangible asset. Right. Uh,
0: so and that and that point at that point and this is why I kind of started making this thing, because it can get confusing here where. What should the taxpayer do? Like, should they make a decision to, let's say, if, if they're on it, you know, they're doing their taxes cash basis to go ahead and expense it, but then keep their books separate and keep notes all over the place for this? I think this is where a lot of taxpayers start getting super confused. Mm-hmm.
1: It can it can be like you said confusing because, um, for example, you have a, a let's say, do you have a, a ten year uh, uh, agreement? To use a, 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 fran- a franchise or or a licensing agreement for let's say 10 years right now for book purposes uh it has a a, a definite life for for uh, a, uh for financials you you will use uh you will amortize over the life of that uh agreement so right. the, if okay. you have ten thousand yeah. dollars you know or let's call it fifteen thousand dollars so fifteen thousand dollars you're gonna take then a, a fifteen hundred dollars uh over the next uh, ten years and that's how right. for financials However, right. for, for tax purposes, it's fifteen. Yeah, there's no no other option. You know what I mean? So you have to, even though the the life of that uh, right will end in ten, you gotta start with the fifteen, and that means that you deduct for tax purposes a thousand. So you're gonna have a book to tax difference in the right. amortization of that of that contract. So yeah, that, that's why it's uh, at times causes confusion. Uh, because, again, uh, tax, uh, uh, the IRS have defined certain life. Like, for example, we look at situations like, uh, you know, and uh, it's a little off topic, but again, it happens You know, where, where the IRS defines a, a leasehold improvement. And let's say it's either let's call it 15 years or, or 39 years, depending on what the improvement is. But your lease agreement is, let's say, uh, five years. Right. You still have to amortize it over, over the, what the IRS has stipulated, even though you right. know that your, your lease will end in five years for book. You're going to uh, amortize that for, for five years. Right.
0: And this is where and again, it is a little bit off topic, but I think it is very important that we kind of cover it. One of the things that I like to do, for example, and I do it for myself. I like to do is that if there's going to be constantly book and tax differences, like I'd like to keep, let's say, financials, like in a in spreadsheet, at least at the year end, that can keep, you know, kind of show, like these are my constant book to tax differences. Yeah. Because what happens is that people don't do that or business owners don't do that. And then when they change accountants or they change their tax CPAs or whatever it is, or internal accountants, whatever it is, and no one knows what happened. And everybody yeah. claims the other one did yeah. it wrong but it may not be wrong. It's just that the information is not there and there's not enough documentation to follow up on what happened. And if there was that one document one spreadsheet that said, here's the book financials, here's the tax financials. These are the differences and here's, here's what the differences mean and why everybody would be on the same page. And I love doing that. And I I do that all the time. Every time for my, for myself, I do it for other, for, for clients, because I believe that that's going to be able to, to solve a lot of questions down the line. Yeah. Yeah. So a little bit off topic, but.
1: <laughs> no, 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 it, it is. And it is something, again, uh, the differences that you're going to find when you're dealing with, uh, you know, gap versus tax. I mean, right. there is, there's going to be differences that you have to somehow account for that and, and, and know that uh, you're going to encounter that. You're going to encounter those differences and you have to, you know, uh, record it. Uh, and keep in mind that you're gonna have uh, those those discrepancies. Right. Some of them are permanent differences. Some of them are gonna be then temporary differences, and then uh, you gotta keep track. And that's like, like I said, good good record keeping, because if you you know have to switch accountant for some reason, so then you understand uh, the transition. You you can you can see how how was it recorded, like you said, the how and the why. So then yeah. it can be a, a smooth uh, transition.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things I also wanted to kind of that we talk about part of the franchise or let's say even if it was licensee, um, you know, kind of a purchase. um, And not so much on the legal side, but more like, let's say, the royalty fee that you, you know, as a business owner, you now have to pay. Um, So the treatment of the royalty fee. Let's discuss that
1: so what, what uh in specific as far as the the
0: from the, the accounting standpoint like how should a business owner handle that and how detailed they should be
1: well yeah the the, the royalty you know the it's going to be an, an expense of the company uh in essence, is uh, as a general rule that those kind of royalties uh is stipulated within the contract uh, in essence to to help uh, promote and uh you know that's what the the franchisor is going to say you know we're going to use the dollars for to you know, yeah. branding. You know what I mean? That, that's what you're paying for, and so that's gonna be uh, your your uh, expenses. That sometimes some people put it under advertising. Uh, some people put it under, you know, it could be you know, royalty expense. Uh, but it, it is part of uh, an operating uh, for your revenue generation. So it, it makes sense that it gets expense because this is how you are gonna, for example, you know, brands like McDonald's and uh, right, they, right. Yeah, they have created you know this brand exactly. Yeah you know, Remax and, you know, you have the, the that's why right. people, instead of creating something brand new, they use these, these brands because it has a, a name recognition. They have already created this and this is what you're paying for is a, you already right. created this brand, you already created a system. So, you know, they, this is going to help me with my business to take a, a, a jumpstart. So that fee uh, is expense against that income you're generating on an annual basis.
0: Yeah, definitely. And then in some cases, they do have it separated, right? Like they have the royalty and then the marketing. And so it's important for the business owner to kind of really read through the contract and see all the different fees that they're going to be charged and expected to track. And tracking of it is going to be important too. That means as you're selling, whatever it is, if it's a product, if it's a part of a service, but it's under that brand or so. For you know, you're going to be able. You you need to make sure that you're 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 uh, you know tracking your sales properly, so that you're calculating the proper mm-hmm. percentage, you know, correct. of the sales, correct. you know, so you can actually have your royalties calculated correctly. Sometimes they even require, um, I believe, a, you know, like an internal audit, uh, maybe yep. something yep. like that. correct, yep. Pedro? Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah, no, and you're right. I mean, when, when you get into this environment of uh, licensing agreements and franchises, uh, some of them, uh, if you read the, uh, the contract uh, carefully, you'll see that they, they have the right to, to review your books. Yeah. And so it's yeah. extremely important that you have, once you enter in the, into that environment, to have good record keeping uh, because now uh, you sign an agreement that not only have the right to use your brand, is that you are you are in, uh, giving them the right to look into your accounting to make sure right. you know to protect their interests? I mean uh, the the my my uh, our sales uh, or your sales uh, I'm, I'm supposed to be getting a certain amount of royalties from that. Some yeah. of them uh, might not be necessarily the the. Uh, uh an extensive audit but sometimes they were gonna, depending again on the agreement sometimes that uh, you have to send quarterly reports sometimes right. uh, in some cases uh some of them are integrated with uh, uh with your system of POS. you know
0: they make you buy
1: the yeah so they have different different methodologies to to how to calculate and to verify right. that the information is, is corroborated
0: right so 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 basically, when you're, I, I think from a license, and then I did a little bit of research as well because from a legal standpoint, like h- how much of influence, right, the franchise uh, uh, situation versus licensing. Um, so here's here I, I put together something and I wanted to make sure that I, I don't mess it up when I say it. this was legal side. So you know we don't get into legal, but I did just wanted to kind of yeah. give an overall and then how it fits and people can kind of think about this. Um, some of the advantages, disadvantages kind of thing. So in, uh, control is one of the biggest thing from a legal standpoint, because in fran- the franchisor can actually exert control over the franchisee's business. Sure. Versus if it's a licensing situation, a licensor has no control over the licensee's business. So you're just basically getting the license and doing your own thing. So when you're thinking through buying, whether it's a you know, franchise versus uh, a licensing agreement, you know, these are things that you want to think about when you're purchasing it. And your accounting is going to, you know, have similarities, but then you might actually have more fees and other things in, involved into the franchise business because they are controlling, they're trying to have a lot more access to what you're doing versus the other one. So I figured that's that's why there's a lot more fees involved. The train, Like you said, you might have to be required to get their kind of, Softwares, the per, you know the POS right, system, right, right, right. their trainings, their their all the, the clothing has to be the same, the uniforms, all that stuff. So yeah. there's a lot more fees involved in yeah. uh, franchise models versus, let's say, a license where it might be a lot more affordable to just buy the uh, the license and then build the business yourself, um, kind of thing. Less fees. Okay. <laughs>
1: Yeah, there is. And like you said, it is a good point that you bring up uh, as far as uh, how much uh, control can a franchisor exercise on your business and you know, in a way it makes sense because they're trying to uh, create a uniformity in the in the brand right. and how or the product, because in case, of, for example, using McDonald's as an example, they want uniformity. So you go to one McDonald's and one side of the town, you go to another one. The whole idea yeah. is a, it should be. You know, similar. I mean, you should not find ex- extreme contrast in right. the flavors and so on. So they even control uh, the the recipes. Uh, the, <laughs> you know, so uh, you know, you 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 might want a, a burger joint and you wanna you know have this creative uh, uh, burger, but you can't because you're, you're using a McDonald's so you have to do it this way. This is, this is our, right. our patties. The patties have to right. be purchased from here, the fries and so on.
0: Exactly. So. Exactly. Yes. Everything is controlled a lot more okay. under the, the franchise model, everything. The, the, the food products. Yeah. If we think of McDonald's, the meat, the, the, the vegetables, the, everything has to be specifically the same because wherever you enter, the food is supposed to taste the same. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. And you bring up another good point, which is that illegal. You know I mean that's why it's important that those agreements because again uh, you you gotta be careful what you're signing you you know once you sign it then you don't want to get yourself oh my god i didn't know what i signed because you're signing into you know uh it's not something that you necessarily created you know what i mean so you're using is somebody else's rights either be through a franchise or through a licensing agreement so that's why it's important you have uh you know, an attorney to review the contract, at least explain that the key points of that contract so then you understand what you're signing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Always, always, you know, before entering any of these uh, type of, you know, agreements, you know, having uh, your attorney take a look at it because obviously here we're talking about accounting, but we're just trying to make a, a point about why certain things, you know, we see it from an accountant's standpoint, right. how the legal controls or certain things in legal kind of make an effect, on the accounting as well why the accounting is more complicated it's because the legal is accounted complicated so think about it guys accountants and lawyers are we're always working together before the businesses so um so we have to make sure that anything legal is also being you know handled well from an accounting standpoint to make sure everything is done properly um, another key point that i saw from legal, you know uh, licensing agreements are just general contract law um, but then for franchise, franchising, it's general contract law, law plus franchise regulation of each jurisdiction. So that, that can start becoming super complicated. Right. Uh, and I'm not even going to go into that. But um, And then, of course, in the process, you know, continuous assistance from the franchisor, you know, mm-hmm. and then uh, on the licensing side, um, it's only a one-time you know one-time transfer arrived on the licensing side and, and that's it then you do what you can do <laughs> so it's more like hands-off kind of thing like we give you everything you need here it is and then now you go do your business <laughs> you
1: do your business no exactly yeah. exactly and that's it's a good again a good point because you have to understand how that model works you know what i mean yeah. like you said a license a licensor has has is going to perform certain services for you but after a certain point right or even though they might have like you said more control but at the same time many of them will provide additional services training uh, support right. uh, you have a hotline where you can call you know they might even uh, help you with In uh, and then uh, as far as uh, many of them also have uh, uh, like certain preferred vendors vendors agreements uh, for you to right. purchase uh, like hr and uh, you know so there, there's a uh, there's some pros and cons on, on each uh models you have to be aware of them
0: yeah absolutely so these are just some points i wanted to make just uh kind of you know uh, making you know i I guess the connection between legal and accounting how we translate the legal stuff into kind of like accounting (laughs) yeah yeah so yeah i know this was i i I think it was like a really cool conversation it's just a lot of businesses being purchased Uh right now it's uh, changing hands and you know, guys, you know, as you're getting ready, and I just want to make a point because we both work with, you know, business valuations as well. So um, and we do, you know, we do look at a lot of messy books and we clean that up. So if yeah. you're also looking to buy uh, just a regular business from someone, you know, you know, we are always here to help you uh, make sure that the books are, you know, handled with, with care, you know, before you take over. We can do the due diligence work for you and make sure the, the, the value of the business is as it should be. So, you know, if you need that help, please make sure to reach out to us. <laughs>
1: Correct. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, I will encourage people to also, like you said before, when you started subscribe, like and share. Uh, yes. And I will also encourage people to go into your uh, profit lab because they are they're going to gain uh, uh, more uh, specific uh, assistance. That can help them expand their businesses, you know. So if you have questions, if you're getting, especially if you're new into this environment, you know, a lot of times people don't realize that they have an intangible asset. They don't, you know, they don't understand yes. it. Sometimes you have created a a uh, it, it could be internally developed idea. For example, you know, and I know this is this is you know a little bit off topic, but somehow related. Is like for example, artistic uh, related uh, uh, intangibles. I mean, you uh-huh. might have. Uh, you know, a copyright or something of that nature. Right, right, right. Uh, you created that, and so you're an artist and uh, you, you have uh, an intangible asset. You know, it be right. a painting, could be a music, a song or something, you know, understanding that, that uh, how to account for that and right. how do you, you know, monetize it. And so all of that requires people to, to help you in, in that process of the accounting, the legal, so then, you can uh, extract the benefits of, of that of that asset. Either you acquire the rights uh, to use it, either be as an artist, you can also acquire rights. You right. know, you know, it's, you know, it's an, another industry, but you know, they do collaborate, and they, you know, you might be the the writer, but somebody else is gonna sing it. Yeah. You know, I Me. Mean, sure, so how sure. do you? Yeah. Yeah. How how do you uh, account for that? Uh, you as a as a songwriter versus the the individual performer. You know, the artist performing. Right using your, the rights of Marie who is the writer and Pedro I'm a, an awesome singer so I'm gonna sing Marisa's uh, song
0: yep and so, uh, yeah b- because then once the, the the song is out and everybody's downloading and right. now we are let's say we are earning you know money every download so then how do we <laughs> exactly.
1: Pedro, how do exactly Pedro is the one that performed yeah. I have certain rights. Because I'm the one performing the the, the, right. the song, but Marie also has certain rights because she's the one that composed right. it. she's the one that wrote it. So then how do you account for all of this or so making sure that in the process uh, you know Marie gets her benefits and Pedro gets uh, his benefits.
0: Yes, yes, definitely. So there's all this that, that that's kind of uh, that, that's a very interesting point you made because you know we don't really talk about so much on the artistic side of things, but that, 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 that's a very interesting area as well.
1: Yeah. yeah like I said some, sometimes uh, is uh, they're not aware and so it's important that uh, again bringing the awareness uh, yeah. so again I encourage people as to uh, you know to, to like to share and to also join and the a, a profit
0: lab yeah yeah sign up and we can get more information and, and you know we we, we have our newsletter we have uh, webinars recorded programs you know for you to learn a lot more and of, of course we have uh, additional um we have another um, uh, live podcast show that we do every Tuesday mm-hmm. at 10 a.m. Eastern. Um, same same place: face, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, and uh, YouTube. Uh, the po- the podcast is called the Profit Lab Podcast, uh, and that's where we, you know, I interview different uh, en- entrepreneurs and business owners, um, and you can learn from them from their challenges and also about their businesses as well. So. Um, if uh, you know, if you're interested, jump on there on Tuesdays as well, and so you can learn how you can grow your business. Uh, you know, using their strategies too, including ours. So we talk about a lot of different things there. Um, so yeah, we are already at the thirty-minute mark. Ha, ha, the, the time just goes by so fast. Know, we're, know, we're on the show. What's going on?
1: Yeah.
0: I think time goes by fast when we are having fun, right?
1: Exactly, exactly. That's what happens in our lives as CPAs. We're we we, we we're having a blast. <laughs> every day is a party.
0: Yes, yes, every day is a party. We are so excited to be here. Uh, all right, guys, so until then, uh, so I always leave you guys with uh, the quote from motivational speaker, Jim Ron. You are the average of the five people you uh, spend the most time with. I hope we are two of the five people you are spending your time with to learn and grow your business. Until the next episode, uh, have a wonderful and blessed week. See you next week. Okay, take care. Take care.